Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Five. It's Griff. I'm Will. I'm Stav. <laughs> and in this episode, we're going to be covering March Madness, round of 64, mostly round of 32. We're going to be doing a little MLB spring training, a couple moves were made, a couple big moves. Then we're going to finish it off with NFL free agency, all news from the NFL. So let's get right into it. Let's do it. Do it. All right, welcome back, everybody, Inside the Five. We're getting right into things here. March Madness has been going crazy, and I'd say the craziest part of it is this St. Peter's run. So we're going to get right into a little St. Peter's talk. They're in the third 15 seed to make the 16. This run has been great. Stav, this last game was amazing. How, how, how does it feel? How does it feel? This is awesome. You know, every single year, there's always one team that busts your bracket and everyone gets pissed off. But if it's a 15 seed, that can be what a lot of people had Kentucky either going to the final four or the championship. And then they beat Murray State, which they're kind of a fan favorite. But it's funny that um, St. Peter's runs Kentucky. Their Twitter account tweeted that picture yeah. out of them, like their logo on the state of Kentucky, which is pretty funny. I mean, they own that state. It's great to see a team success like this especially with such a small budget and such a small school that really no one was expecting this yeah well love to see the run from a 15 <laughs> seed like I, like it's just exciting like this is what march is all about like honestly like yeah. going into it like i got a little risky with my bracket this year so like i'm not like terribly upset about a 15 seed ruining a bracket for me i'm just it, like it is what it is yeah, I mean, like, let, let's be real here. It, we're going into the Sweet 16. Nobody's bracket is good anymore. Like, this year has been so crazy. And I feel like we knew at the beginning, like, when we were all thinking about making these brackets, like, our, nobody's going to have the perfect bracket this year. Nobody's going to have a good bracket this year. Um, no. This, this would be the year that a 15 seed makes it to the Elite Eight. I literally would not be surprised if, say, who do they play? Do they play Texas Tech? I think no. they, I think they play Texas Tech. Like, no, doesn't they don't? Duke play Texas Tech? No, Duke plays Texas Tech. Oh wait, oh yeah, that's my fault. Then they this play. Is great, this is great journalism right here. Who do they play? Yeah, um, you know uh-huh. Oh, I really thought yes. I had it. I had it written down to an everything. They play Purdue. The three. Okay. Yeah. It was a three seed. I knew it. Um, like 
I'm not saying that they can beat Purdue, but at this point, like, why not? I'm sorry about well, that, by the way. And we've Still seen it all Purdue isn't um, – they're very inconsistent. So they've had two great mm-hmm. games in the round of 64 and the round of 32. Maybe they just fall off. Especially because St. Peter's plays such a physical style of defense and such a fast-paced uh, – they're always switching. They're always contesting everything. Like they're not afraid to jump. They're not afraid to really foul in that essence. So they can kind of slow down Purdue's fast paced style there, especially their uh, inside game too, because St. Peter's is a little undersized, but um, they could really make some noise. Especially, especially compared to Purdue. Yeah. But what's his name? Doug Eder? Eddard? Yeah. Yeah. We'll expect a 30 bomb from him. <laughs> and, um, I actually do least. think St. Peter's can win this. I, I I agree too. I think I still feel bad that I messed up Purdue and Texas Tech. I got my three seats mixed up in the regions. But like you're right about that defense. They sw- it's kind of like the Celtics now how they switch literally everything and like they they just play like their point guard. I saw one play. Their point guard guarded three different people in one possession because they they kept screening and then switching, screening and switching on ball. So the point guard was just steady, like on a different person. And like it worked. And then they just run out on the fast break. I think that's the perfect way to beat this Purdue team, who's definitely not lacking with size. They have the advantage of size. They have two seven footers on their team, Purdue does. And I think they might just get run out of the gym. Like that's that's what we always talk about in March. It's teams that can run or the teams that um, are going to last. They're going to get a lot of fast break points against this Purdue team. I think they can actually come out and win this game by like five, six, seven points. Yeah, I can really yeah. see that. I, I think I, I agree with you on that one. I think uh, honestly, like being a 15 seed, I feel like in their case, they they came a long way to get to the Sweet 16. Like, there's no reason for them to like stop their mentality of just like just play basketball. Like those are the most dangerous teams in March Madness, where they literally don't care. They'll just go out there and play, and if they win, they move on. Exactly. So, like, I I think this might be a little year that they make a a 15 seed makes a little um, elite eight. Uh, but speaking of more upsets, we have I'd say the worst officiated game ever in any By sport far. at yep. any level that I have ever witnessed. UNC versus Baylor. Thankfully, the Tar Heels came um came out alive of it because they were up big at one point and Baylor found their way back into the game. So did the refs. They helped a lot. Will, the two UNC fans in here, I guess I'll let you take this game away. Um, first things first, we're back in the Sweet 16. Most mm-hmm. Sweet 16s out of any team in college history. We got 30 of them. Uh, second thing is, I don't even know if my definition of a charge and a blocking foul is the same anymore after this game. Like, in my, it's like, not. Uh, no, it, it doesn't, like, in the NBA, it's not called much better, but it's definitely a big difference. But, like, I can't tell you how many times in that game where there was someone not set. Like, um, who's the dude with the mullet on Baylor? He did not set himself, oh, yeah. and they gave him the charge. Meyer. That was that yeah. Meyer. That was the worst charging call I think I've ever seen. He wasn't even no, close it, to set. You never see someone getting called for a charge when both of their feet are right next to each other and he just, like, hops over. Like, that's not, that's ridiculous. And that's just a microcosm of the bad officiating. I think, I mean, we talked about this in our group chat as well as the game was going on. 
every single time that Baylor was pressing, North Carolina was getting mugged, especially their guard. Foul, yeah. Like, the whole game. And pushed, pushed the whole game. Yeah. And the so, center yeah. would eventually have to come down and be the last option to get the ball. Yeah, Baycott. You would get slapped every time you touched the mm-hmm. ball. Like, and no was, calls. I, I don't want to would lose the ball and he'd be on yeah. the floor. Yeah. Like, they were getting they were getting hit hard every single time. Like, and that's not even it. The flagrant two on um, Manic was awful. That's a terrible call in that spot. At that point, I think UNC was up by like 20 or so. And, I mean, I, I think it was a little bit unnecessary. I think it should have been a flagrant one at most because he was boxing him out. It's not like it was just in the middle of a play and he just elbows him. He was boxing him out. He was looking to reach, but he hit him in the face. I, I understand that, like calling it a flagrant one, not a flagrant two and injecting him. Yeah, yeah, I don't and, think you can and, call that a flagrant two. I mean, if we take a look at last night's TCU Arizona game, that elbow, like that, like that wasn't even intentional. He was just running, and they didn't call anything there. Like in my opinion, it's not the same exact situation, but it's pretty similar in terms of like it's completely unintentional. There was nothing going on there. They didn't even give it a flagrant one. Like they didn't even call a foul on the play. Yeah, and, and to go back into the UNC game. Um, that that was a big momentum change when Manic comes out of that game because he may not look like it, but Manic is kind of the guy for UNC right now. Him and I mean RJ Davis had a great game. Caleb Love uh, didn't play that well, but he did his job on defense. He passed the ball around like um, Caleb Love can get buckets, but really Brady Manic is a guy that we've been relying on the second half of the regular season through, and having Manic out of the game, he can score at any level. He can defend. I mean, I'd say like the two through the five. You can't really defend a point guard, but he he does his job. Manic is like, I mean, they always have a white power forward UNC that just like gets rebounds. Manic is a straight scorer. Like he's scoring from everywhere, from like deep threes, regular threes. He's hitting jumpers. He's around the rim. He's doing it all for UNC. He was great at Oklahoma last year as well when they made their run. So I'm not really surprised by that. But it, it's just kind of an unspoken hero that Brady Manick is low key our guy. So when yeah, he comes no, out I, of this I game, love it. It, it, it's a big momentum shift. It, it was and it was he, huge momentum shift. I thought it was absolutely ridiculous one for the call, and then they went on a run, and then they turned UNC back into underdogs when like it shouldn't even been that way. UNC, I mean, I, I'm sorry, I kind of worded this wrong. Brady Manick shows up in the big games, which is awesome because we're gonna uh, see this. Especially against UCLA, because isn't uh, Johnny Juzang out, or is it Hawkes who's out? Um. Oh, who rolled their ankles? It was Jaime Hawkes. I it think was it was Jaime Hawkes. Yeah. So he's out. It was. A, it's Brady, I think Brady Manick's gonna go off. Especially, I, I, I'm excited. I think they will really win this game. So, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I, you guys are both UNC fans through and throughout, but I, I mean, I'm kind of rooting for them. Especially because they're an eight seed, they're always yeah. going to be considered an underdog for no and, reason. And I also hate when officiating it clearly benefits one side. Like I, I don't have a dog in a fight between Baylor or UNC, but like bad officiating and when a team comes out and beats all odds, that makes me a fan. So I'm going to be kind of rooting for them against UCLA. I really do think that they will make the Elite Eight. Yeah, and, and I want to say um, for our Sweet 16 matchup against UCLA, the, their big guys, like the big uh, players from UCLA, first you have Jaime Hawkes, who's 
Um, I don't know if he's questionable or if he's already listed as out because I saw him. He was having a tough time. I was watching the UCLA uh, round of 32 game, and Hawk has um, he's been having trouble with both of his ankles all season. I think it was his left one he got rolled up on, and he couldn't make it back to the um, locker room. He had to go to like a bathroom that was like nearby the tunnel because he couldn't make it um, all the way to to the locker room. So I don't know if he'll be good to go in this game. I think the game's either on Thursday or Friday. That's not time. Look at the guys that they have. They still have Juzang. They still have Jules Bernard, and they still have their point guard, Tiger Campbell, who's in my uh, in my opinion, one of the best college point guards in the nation right now. I love Tiger Campbell. Um, he scores about like 12 a game, gets his assist, runs that offense. Um, but I think that UNC matches up quite well against this team. I don't think they have anybody that's going to be able to stop Armando Baycott. I think Juzang will be... Um, Either Juzang or um, Bernard is going to be up on Manic. Nobody's going to be able to guard Caleb, uh, Caleb Love um, or whoever Tiger Campbell takes, RJ Davis or, or Caleb Love. One of those guys is going to be open every other play. And then Leaky Black's going to do a lot on the defensive side as well to h- help us um, letting UCLA score. I, I really like our matchup, and I know UCLA's a four seed and we're an eight seed, but at this point, we are 26-9. and nine. They're 27-7. and seven. They're not really that much better. And what I said in the last episode, this is East Coast basketball versus uh, West Coast basketball. I'm taking the East Coast team all day. Yep. I agree. I think so I like, I like our that. matchup so much that I honestly can see uh, UNC in the Final Four this year. We can win yep. our Elite Eight matchup, I think, too. We got very lucky with both the one and the two seed being out in our region. So like that helps us a lot. I even think looking at the one and two seeds now, I really, I mean, we beat the one seed, two seeds already out. We could have easily been the two seed. The way this, the way it was looking out. Yeah, and, um, and we're set and up like to our play. final and our final four matchup. I mean, looking at right now, it could be Gonzaga, which I think we even match up well against Gonzaga too. They, it will be a definitely tough, tough game. I don't, I don't think we would win that game. But if we end up not playing Gonzaga, I think we could win a Final Four matchup. All right, here's my hot take. I think Gonzaga is very overrated. I think yes. I mean, we'll, we'll get into this Agreed. in the next or in uh, two games from now when we talk about it. But um, I don't think Gonzaga might even make it to the uh, Final Four. And hypothetically, the Elite Eight matchup of UNC would either be St. Peter's or, excuse me, St. Peter's or Purdue, which you kind of said exactly. on both of them. So. I don't think a team has ever a 15 seed has ever made it. Have have the 15 seed ever made it to the Elite Eight? No, so, I think Elite no. Sweet 16. Yeah. So let alone if they win if St. Peter's wins this game, let alone they'll make it to the final they will not make it to the final four, just based off of odds in history. Like that. But um Purdue, Purdue's inconsistent. So we'll see. I don't think they could put I mean, I can see UNC in the final four and their hypothetical matchups are Duke, Gonzaga, Texas Tech. And um, who's the other one? Who's uh, who's uh, or Arkansas? Gonzaga. And, I mean, Texas, so yeah, Arkansas. anything can happen. We've seen it throughout the round of sixty-four and the round of thirty-two. So I, I'm really excited for uh, this upcoming weekend. Yeah, yeah, and that's and the, it, it's going to be an interesting one because there's a lot of routes like you mentioned, UNC. Um, if they win this game, they are either playing Purdue or fifteen seed. Um, which, I mean, I think we match up good against both those teams. And I know I have to up yeah. St. Peter's, but I think 
um, Purdue is ultimately going to win that game just because, like, I mean, I've also thought they've, that St. Peter's is, is going to lose these last two games, but it, it, it sometimes the road just has to end at some point. So I'm just going to keep not really praying on their downfall, but I'm not going to predict them to win. I might bet them against the 12 and a half spread, but um, UNC kind of has an easy path, an easier yeah. path. They already because they already got past the one seed. They played the best team in their region. They just have to keep going. But moving on, we have another upset. Another two seed is gone from here. Um, Auburn loses, and Auburn I was high on all season. They took a tough loss to Miami. Um, uh, another high seed, a ten seed, who's going to be playing an eleven in the elite or in the Sweet Sixteen to get into the Elite Eight. Um, so Miami wins. They are going to be playing. Who are they playing? Iowa State. Iowa State. Iowa State. Iowa State. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, which is a great matchup. Um, I feel like I was kind of shredding on Iowa State, too, before this all started, too. I was like, you're a football school. You're not doing anything in March Madness. They're in the Sweet 16. Miami, um, ACC basketball, guys, is thriving right now. Yes. I was going to say, one, I think in the last episode, I may or may not have called Iowa State in the Sweet 16. I'm not 100% sure on that one, but I, but I had them in the Sweet 16 in my bracket for some reason. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> and, like, literally couldn't tell you why. I was just like, I don't know. Iowa State might make a run. They might beat Miami, I think. Miami's really good. Miami is rolled to the Sweet 16 with ease. They were awesome in the ACC tournament as well. And then at the they end were. of the regular season, they caught them. They, they, just, wanna, they run press the whole game. Miami does. They run press pretty much the whole game. They have four guards on the court pretty much at a time, and then they have a forward. That like they just they like to run up and down, but if they get matched up against some size and they're not controlling the game, then they're kind of screwed. Yeah. And the other thing is back to saying how the ACC is kind of controlling the tournament right now. Like the SEC is a big, big disappointment. We hype them up so yeah. much. They've mm-hmm. been they they've been a pretty big disappointment. I mean, Tennessee's out. Uh, LSU's out, Auburn's out, Kentucky, Kentucky's out. That is wild. Yeah, yeah all that's I mean, left is my boys, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, over uh, over in Tennessee, or not Tennessee, no, Arkansas. Arkansas, Arkansas, better Arkansas. than Tennessee, better than Tennessee, because they're better. Wait, than are, are we? Are we no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's they're the only uh, SEC team left. Wow, that that is kind of crazy because they had a lot of teams in the tournament too. I've been on them. Yeah. I've been on them. I called this. So I, you know what, you know what, officially I am right. If you think about yes. it, because it, it's not about your numbers at the end of the season. It's about where you are at the end of the season, and everybody else's season has ended, and ours hasn't. So go Razorbacks, JD Note. Yeah, you proved me wrong. Yeah, um, yeah you know I've been Arkansas. So kind of moving on to the next matchup we're t- we want to talk about Memphis they really kept it close against Gonzaga they were up by 10 at halftime as well um what do we think of Gonzaga because I mean I kind of stated it a little bit before but I'm not really too high on them I was, I was really happy to, I was really happy to talk about this team because I hate them I don't think they're good at all I think Chet Holmgren he's like seven foot two 98 pounds like he, he can get uh pushed by the wind um, I think Arkansas is going to show them how to play some SEC basketball, and they're going to represent that conference well. Um, the West Coast Conference is fake. Gonzaga is fake. Chet Holmgren isn't real. Drew Timmy is, I mean, 
maybe the most hated player in college basketball for a good reason because he's a loser. Arkansas is going to beat Gonzaga. Gonzaga's not making it out of the Sweet 16. That's my prediction, and I'm going to be wrong, but I don't care. Uh, well, I don't like Gonzaga either. I don't have them making it out of the Sweet 16 either. But the other thing I have to say, I wanted to say that Chet Holmgren actually kind of impressed me for the first time. He actually played pretty well against Memphis. He did have a good game. Yeah, he did. He, he, he was moving quite well. Um, obviously, what you said about Drew Timmy, I'm not a huge Drew Timmy guy myself. Um, just, I don't know. It's just something it about him. Duke. For some odd yeah, he just that he has exactly that like what he has that like Duke mentality where you just have to be like an ass to everyone you know like on the court yeah. and you just can't be like a likable player or else like you're just soft like that's just I don't understand how that even works like that's just like his mentality um, but no I don't really think Gonzaga is legit I don't even have them as a legitimate team in my bracket so they're done yeah um, Drew Timmy I wrote this in our speaker notes too but Drew Timmy is that antagonist of Mark Madness, or he's trying to be. Every single time he scores, he does a little mustache celebration. Like, I, I'm not really a big fan of him. I think it will be oh, hilarious, yeah. especially if... Um... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Arkansas is up by like 20 against them and he makes like a little layup off of a spin boop. He'll do that regardless. Like he was doing it all national championship last year when Baylor was absolutely routing them. So I think this is like their first um, matchup against a team that's in the power five. So it's just, I don't, I don't see them winning this, to be honest. they kind of, The final score of the round of 64 did not really indicate how close that game was. They were tied at 52. Not at all. With like ten minutes left in the game, yes, and then or like with seven. Minutes left in the game. So it's not like they blew out. Um, I forgot who they even played, but they were losing the entire game against. Um, yeah, they were losing the entire game against Memphis, and then Memphis kind of choked. They didn't make the free throws. So, what do I say every time? You got to make your free throws if you want to beat these teams, especially if you get in the foul. <laughs> make exactly. your free throws because Zaga yeah. and Hog will make their free throws. I guarantee. You. I think it's just the fact that, like, Gonzaga and their coach, what's their coach's name, Few? He just, like, first off, not a good guy. Second off, um, like, like not just nice the man. fact that that school's not even real. Like, how are they going to win a national championship? I think he's going to be one of those coaches that stays at Gonzaga, and he will never win a championship with Gonzaga. I just don't think it's possible for that school to actually become, like, a blue blood. And I, I heard – a lot of people are saying this year that Gonzaga is going to beat Duke. I think it, I think they would match up in the Final Four, and and, and they're going to take over as the new Duke. 
Like, no, they're not. Like, Duke is losing their coach. Duke is still getting five-star recruits. We saw it with uh, Jerry McCain, the Duke from TikTok, who, who mm-hmm. committed there. Duke's going to stay as Duke. It actually doesn't even matter who their coach is anymore. They are that big. Like, they are that much of a power. That's like Bama. If Nick Saban left Bama, I guarantee you Bama is still number one in the nation every year just because who they are, like what, what's, what that school is. It's the same thing with Duke. Duke is always fighting for national championships. They're going to continue to do that. I don't think Gonzaga is ever going to get to that point where it's like every year it's like, oh, they're going to win it. Like, because that's how Duke was for years and years. Gonzaga is always like, they're getting to the Final Four, maybe the championship. They're not going to win it because they can't. And, and I, I think a big part of it is Holmgren. I think he did play very well against Memphis, but like he needs to add some weight to get into the league. And he's going to get into the league. They're going to have him on like crazy programs. I think he's going to pan out. But just not, 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 the, not the physical state that he's at right now. That can't be your best player. Uh, and you can't win a national championship with him as your best player. That's just in my opinion. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree for the most part. I mean, like, he, I, I give him the credit for how he played against Memphis, but, like, that's – like, it's against Memphis. Like, they almost lost that game. They, they, they've almost lost the first two games of Mark Madison in one seat. And they're Gonzaga. Like, it, like this is – like, Gonzaga's everything that everyone always talks about, and I just – I don't know. They're every year they disappoint, so I don't know why everyone still hypes them up. Like until they win, I don't think I'll ever ride with Gonzaga. Ever. Yeah, and I, I don't like to I mean, if I'm being real, like I just I hate cockiness to be honest. I might sound like a an old head when I say that. When I see Drew Timmy celebrating after every single bucket, regardless of the score, it just makes me think he's selfish and I just want to see him lose that much more. What's funny is I'm a guy that enjoys cockiness. That's why I would love Baker Mayfield on the Seahawks. But, like, I don't, I don't like the, the, the level of cockiness that he has in the way that he, like, is, like, in general. I don't think that Drew Timmy celebrates for the right reasons. Like, I don't – like, I like being cocky on a basketball court, like, when I played, like, high school and all that. Like, um, I would be cocky to try to get everybody else going, to, like, try to get everybody's energy up. Drew Timmy just does it to just straight up disrespect everybody. And it's like, at some point, like, stop focusing so much on yourself. Focus on your teammates. Go out, get a win instead of just racking in all this personal achievements because you're only getting to Final Fours. You're only getting, like, this close to winning a national championship, but you never cross that hill. Like, you never get over that hill. So, Drew Timmy, um, I want to say he has to be a senior, right? He has yes. to be a senior. Senior or junior, I think someone he has to be. That, but if he plays another it. year, if he plays another year, he's. I think he'll be forty-five years old. Drew Timmy's not going to win this year. He's going to go out as like one of those guys that was so good but never won it for Baylor. They've had so many, like Kelly Olynyk, like uh, Morrison a minute ago. Um, I, I just think he'll just be added to that list. No, he's a sophomore. He's a sophomore. <clears throat> Yeah. He's a sophomore. You're joking. He's a year older than us, technically. Like, he's 21 right like now. Like, in real life. So, he's he, he might have uh, – no, he reclassed in high school. And, yeah, he's in our class. Looks like when we're sitting here <laughs> shitting on him. Sophomore in college and so are we. He's a sophomore in college and so are we. That's great. I thought he was, like, 50. Yeah. Well, he's, he's I actually could have sworn he was taking a fifth year right now. 
No, he's I 21 now. Fifth year. I actually thought he was a fifth year. He's 21 yeah. right now. Yeah. And you guys are both 20. I'm 19. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh! Wait, he's not Seriously. old. I, I actually he thought has he to stay old. all four years. Like, right? He's staying all four years. Yeah. No, he's not an NBA player. That's what I'm no, saying. Absolutely oh. not. He's like Luca Garza, Jeez. but worse. Oh, yeah. Nah, no, he won't make it. He's like Luke May, Will. He's like Luke May from UNC. Mm. That's like exactly yeah. who he is. But he's better, though. Like, not even really. Like, Luke May like, won a championship. Well, okay, that's different. I mean, like, skill set. <laughs> like, like, he actually has a really good skill set. Like, I'm not going to discredit him completely. Luke, yeah, May, that, Luke, May, Luke May's jumper was crazy. No, I he's know. I mean, like, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be fully biased, but, like, but like, yeah. No, Drew Timmy's I don't know. Speaking of annoying people that we don't like, Duke barely beats Michigan State. Congrats, Duke. You like I have the biggest again. bone to pick with this game, and it's not even funny. You go ahead. I'm just, I don't really care about this game. I fully disliked the whole post-game interview that Coach K gave. He swore that they were, like, a 16 seed that played against Michigan State. They're like, the players did this. This was all for them. Like, they decided to step in this game, and they did it for themselves. It isn't even about coaching. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, you guys are a two-seed in the nation. Are you, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, this, this yeah, is Yeah, you guys were supposed story. to be a one You guys should have won this game by a lot more. Like, Michigan State <laughs> isn't all that. No. no it's, you know what I did They like made though? Duke look like fools. You know what I did like, though? Banchero looked good. Like Banjero actually yeah, had a decent he did game. Look good. He had a he yeah, so I, I'm I'm not mad at like I, if a player is good from Duke, I can't lie. A player is good from Duke. They're a powerhouse. I'll never say a player is not good from Duke. Like we knew Zion, Cam Reddish, and RJ were nasty. Like Paolo Banchero, however, he had a great game, and I'll give him props when he has great games. I just don't think he has them often enough to get the hype that he's getting. Just because he was the number one overall prospect, like I don't think he's playing as good as most of the most of these big guy, big name guys. Like I, I'd rather have JD Note right now. And, and, and I mean, you can call it Arkansas bias, but I'm not actually an Arkansas fan. I mean, I'm a clear UNC fan. Like I don't think Banchero can do anything that doesn't involve the post. He he can shoot, quote unquote, but that just means he's not afraid to actually shoot the ball. Everybody can shoot nowadays. Like literally everybody in college basketball can shoot. Um, unless they're above seven feet, which I don't think Duke even has any of those guys. Banchero had a great game. I'll give him that. He did. I he just did. if he can keep doing that, then Duke will win a national championship. I'm just I just really don't think that he can, and, and that's why Duke barely got past Michigan State and Tom Izzo. I'm I'm sad to see Tom Izzo out. Um, there's only one Michigan team left, Michigan, but um, I think Coach K is not going to end with a national championship this year. No and I think it's going to be all no Paolo Banchero's fault. I'm, it's, I'm extremely disappointed about Michigan State, though. Like, they didn't even get outcoached at the end. Like, Tom Izzo just folded them. They me. never will. They, 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 it, just, it, it just didn't make – like, it just didn't make sense. They called so many timeouts and made no adjustments. Like, they got hold on the inbound like seven straight times. To end that game. Yeah, and, and and they'll have to play. Oh no, they're in the West Region with Gonzaga. So yeah, if Duke beats Texas Tech, which is going to be a tough game for them, Texas Tech plays an um awesome defense. Texas Tech actually favored in this game by one point. 
They um, are. If they get past them, yeah, they're favored by one point. If they get past this game, they're going to have to play the winner of Gonzaga against Arkansas. Who wins this game, Gonzaga or Duke? Stop. What do you think? If it were to happen, because I actually don't think either of those teams are going to advance. Oh, wow. Yeah, this would yeah. be the worst game ever for me to watch because I hate both of them. <laughs> yeah, like that. Come this on. is like the come, worst case come, scenario. Come back to me. I really I need both, to yeah. clear my mind before I. Well, <laughs> that this is like worst case scenario that's, for that's March a nightmare. Madness. That's a nightmare like, scenario. Like I can't wait to get the oh Gonzaga one seed versus Coach K's possible last game. Like is he gonna go to the final? Like it's just like oh my god, like ugh, oh. like gross. Think like, about it. Get over Think about it. it. Think about like, it. Come my, on. My I'd rather have Gonzaga win. I'd rather have not. Gonzaga win because they're gonna lose. Yeah. Anyways, I'd rather have the Zags as well, but I think Coach K's career ends on Thursday. <laughs> okay. Hold on. <laughs> I want to say I want Duke to win just so Coach K's final game is a loss in the national championship. And just the pictures <laughs> that come out of that, of like him walking up the court with like Kansas confetti in the background. Like, Kansas, okay. That would be huge. Like, obviously, like when we call Coach K a loser, we don't really mean like he loses. I do. Oh, uh, I mean, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, like, he's just like a loser in the sense that he's annoying. Like, I kind of want to clear It'll the air on that. Yeah, he's just the arrogant. Whatever. Besides the point, we're anti-Duke. Okay. And, here. Okay. This was this was my literally. This is crazy, and Will is gonna get so mad when I say this. They played Michigan State, right? In in the in the mm-hmm. round of thirty-two, they are in the West region, right? Duke is in the West region of the bracket. Why the heck did they play this game in South Carolina? It makes yeah. no sense. Makes no sense. <laughs> Honestly, I have a different. I actually, I have a different prediction of how Coach K's career ends. I bet you Duke pulls out against Gonzaga. They make it to the Final Four. So does UNC. UNC best Coach K one last time, and he's out. He's out of here. Imagine. Oh, no, if they match be... up against UNC, UNC is winning. I guarantee it. They're winning. Who's stopping Brady? Like Manning? they will win that game. <laughs> nobody, nobody on that team. <laughs> Brady Manick is gonna outshoot, outplay. Paolo Banchero in that game, and that's all they need. That would be crazy. If, that would be crazy if that were to happen. Brady Manick outplays him. Brady Manick's the first pick in the draft, and Brady, Brady Manick becomes the greatest player of all time. Wins, wins, right. wins 15 NBA championships in a row with 15 MVPs. On the Boston Never game. wins an all-star game MVP, though. That's like his one thing. That's why he played all 15 years. Uh, Never got it. All right. Never won. Should we move on to the MLB? Or are we going to keep... Yeah, no, no, no. Take it, take it to the end. <laughs> right. So, headlining free agency, as a bias, Red Boston Red Sox fan, Trevor Story signing six years, 140, uh, he got 140 million out of it, moving to second base voluntarily, I think. Because he easily could have played shortstop on the Yankees. The Yankees probably had more to offer him. But he's like, nah, screw the Yankees. I'm coming to Boston. I want to win now. It's a great feeling to have our infield. Do we think we're the best infield in the, in the AL? In the yeah. AL, yes. I mean, obviously, I don't think in, oh, in the entire league just because the Dodgers exist. Like, that infield of Freddie Freeman, like, all those guys are pretty good, I guess. But in the AL, I totally think so. And our, our lineup one through six rakes. One through seven, yes. I think. 
Like if Bobby, I think once we, if Bobby can heat up, that's awesome. But once we get like to Vasquez, I feel like Vasquez just hits the same every year. And then um, (laughs) JBJ, I have literally no faith in Jack Bradley Jr. this year. I have no faith in him. Zero. I mean, there's still some free agency, uh, free, free, I'm sorry, free agent outfielders like Tommy Pham's still out there, Michael Conforto. If we could bring either of those guys on board, that line Conforto is, would be a great signing. Yeah, I, I would, if we signed Conforto, he would be this year's Hunter Renfro, in my yeah. opinion. He yeah, has that so. capability. And, I mean, if they don't sign another, like, right fielder or, or uh, corner outfielder, I do think Duran is going to be on the roster throughout the year, and I think he will be swapping in with Jackie Bradley Jr. against righty pitchers. Or I, want, I wanted to say well. this. I'm hoping my laptop doesn't die. Um, I wanted to say this. I was going to switch over to my uh, iPad. Um, but before I do, I want Jaron Duran by one-fourth into this season. I hope he can progress into one of those rotational guys in the outfield. I'm like – Praying on it, kind of, because because I like J- JBJ in the outfield for defense. But if Duran can can start to get the bat going like everybody says he's about to, that then that would literally be the best case scenario. We don't have to make any moves. We're relying on Duran, and Duran comes through. I pray that that happens. Yeah, I, I agree. That would be that's like ideal. That's like ideal for us because at that point, if Duran becomes like a consistent guy, like our day-to-day guy out in the outfield. Like we have nothing else we have to worry about. We just have to worry about our pitchers going out there and performing because we know we're going to get it done at the plate and we know we're going to be fine in the field making plays. We just have to hope that we can get some more pitching. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've heard a lot of rumors kind of circulating around the league about the Red Sox possibly trading Jeter Downs right now. And if we can manage to trade Jeter Downs, to Oakland or something, or to a team that is looking for a shortstop for a starting pitcher, I think that'd be awesome. I mean, Jeter Downs, like Frankie Montas. Yes, like I think I I hope that actually does happen, or even Sean Manea. Like to That's, have that they were good last year to kind of hold their own until Chris Sale comes back and to solidify that rotation of Sale, Evaldi, Tanner Houck, Nick Pavetta, Michael Walker's there, like. Walk actually had a pretty good game today in spring trading. I don't know if you guys kept up with it. They, Red Sox are mm-hmm. undefeated after the lockout, so I think we're gonna <laughs> we'll never lost ever. So we'll, we'll we'll get our ring sizes, but um, we've never lost ever after the lockout. Like I think two weeks until the MLB season starts, I am excited. I don't think we'll ever lose that again ever. <laughs> First undefeated season in MLB history. We're gonna do it. I'm being serious. We're gonna we're gonna shock the world this year. We're going to shock the world. I, I wish, I, and I wish I wasn't being serious. I literally don't see us ever losing again. Well, do do you think the AL East will have over over two teams that have 100 wins this year? Yes. Yes. I and think I don't know what two have, teams it's going to be. We, I think it's. I, there's a chance that four teams could have over 100 wins this year. I don't think that's possible. No, that can't be possible. Oh no, it can't be because they, they play, each, play other. each other. Yeah, yeah. that for I didn't try. Yeah. I tried to think about yeah. <laughs> I don't see I mean, I don't even see the Rays really compete. I mean, every year the Rays do compete, but the Blue Jays every I feel like the Red Sox right now are the most complete team in the AL East. Like call me crazy, but the um the bullpen of the Blue Jays still is terrible. 
Like, yeah, they still have a really they, bad bullpen. They do have a great offense, but if the offense is flat and they need to have some relievers come in, we saw it so often last year. They couldn't. Like, they couldn't. I mean, the game that we went to is a good example. Yeah, yeah they couldn't hold leads. They, they lead the entire game in around the sixth, seventh, eighth inning. They blow it. So and they blow it every time. Like they were, they that like we we all questioned at the end of the season. Like damn, like if the Blue Jays were in any other division, they would have been in the playoffs. Like if it comes down to it, like they wouldn't have even been good. Yeah, like I don't think they would have actually made a run in the playoffs because of that. Yeah, exactly. That's what we saw. I mean, that's why the Rays were so kind of dangerous last year. That's why they got to they got to a hundred wins because they were deep. Like they had consistent rotation guys. They had guys who could step up and obviously hit the ball. Leading with Wander Franco, so. I don't know. The AL East, I think, is one of the better divisions in baseball. So I'm excited yeah. to see how everything kind of forms out in the next few weeks at the end of spring trading, the remainder of free agency, everything kind of combining into one. But uh, moving on from the Red Sox, we saw Fernando Tatis deleting all of his Padres-related posts. I love how that's our our barring for um, <laughs> I know. Like controversy now. It's like we saw it with Kyler Murray. Now we're seeing it with Fernando Tatis, but it's really not getting as much attention as I thought it would. So, um, what do you have to say about that? Well, what do you think? Do you think anything's there? Um, I feel like I don't know. I feel like it's so risky to say that there's something there because he just signed a deal. But like, something leads me to think that there could be something there because of all like. You know how, like, last year there was a huge problem with his errors and they were like, oh, we might move him to outfield and injuries and stuff like that. Like, I mean, like, I don't want to say that why would you sign a deal like that if you're not happy Yeah. at that organization? Like, or if you don't see yourself winning at that organization? Like, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just such a weird – it's such a weird headline nowadays because then it's just like, oh, nothing happens. He was just going through, like, a phase. Like, like it could be like a personal thing, not even like a team thing. Like, you could just not even want social media at the moment. You're just like, I am who I am kind of thing. Yeah. Um, like, there's so many different directions that, like, social media can take as, like, an individual player. Like, it would be one thing if the Padres were to remove Tatis from everything, like, in a weird way. Like, which we've never seen that happen before. But, like, I just don't understand. Like, I don't know the whole. I don't know. With Kyler Murray, I feel like it was a bigger deal than it is with Tatis right now because, like, Kyler Murray could generally move somewhere else and that could be, like, a problem. Yeah. It, um, see, the, the thing is, I Fernando Tatis did sign that deal before um, all this controversy around him signed. Maybe, maybe he got pissed off about the Padres' uh, – Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Padres telling him we can't motorcycle anymore, but um, 
Yeah, yeah. like I really don't it know. And I feel like there now, is a chance. Right? Like, yeah, I don't. Okay. Is he back? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. My camera is broken, so I kind of folded. Um, so if you're a podcast, if you if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you got the W. Um, honestly, if you're on YouTube, you also got the W. I haven't shaved in weeks, so I, I look a little scruffy. But Tatis, um, I wanted to add on to what you're saying. I've been here for a while. I just didn't want to cut you guys off. Um, it. it it's like, is it really that similar to the Kyler Murray situation just because they both deleted their posts on social media? Like, I don't I don't remember a time where this has actually happened. Stop laughing, Will. I get it. I'm not on camera. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> like, like I, I'm sorry. I get, I get that, like, it's, it's a big deal in a sense, but Kyler Murray's was, like, out of the blue. Like, we, we just know that um, Fernando Tatis is just, like, overreacting because he just wants to ride his motorcycle. Like, <laughs> you, you get paid millions of dollars. Stop riding your motorcycle. Like, honestly, yeah, I think if I was getting paid millions of dollars to play any sport, I would have a driver. Like, and I would be sitting in the backseat of cars for the rest of my life. Like, I, I don't know how you guys feel about that. Like, Will, wouldn't you also do that? I would never drive a day in my life. I feel like... Like, yeah, I don't, I feel like I wouldn't drive unless, I mean, I don't know. It depends if you're like a car guy, like me, like I'm not like a hundred percent all in like as a car guy, but like, I That's like, but like, you know, I'd like a couple cars that I'd like to personally drive, but I feel like I would just want to sit back and just relax and like not have to stress about like getting to a game on like my personal dime, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want to sit there and be like, oh, it's my fault that I get to the game. Like, oh, sorry. My driver was late. Like, that's like one such a, like a flex because I'm nasty. I would have my car. I would have a car still to like take like the kids to yeah. school and all that. Yeah. But like, but like, like that's like about this, it. I like this hypothetical house scenario we drew, we drew up about Fernando <laughs> deleting his Instagram. <laughs> but, yeah, um, no, that's what I'm saying. So. Like anytime this happens in social media, we just drop the most random like, <laughs> like random accusations. Because like literally anything could happen. Like I, I don't think, think anything is happy going to happen. No, they see I'm happy at the Padres free agency because they haven't done anything. Oh, I was I thought you were gonna yeah. say like them signing him. Didn't he just sign for millions of dollars? Yeah. yeah so I was like, how can you even be mad? Like you I can't just be don't mad for making that much money. Actually, you can. Yeah. But. But yeah. I don't see he, he's mad for a stupid reason because he can't drive his bike. Like think about it like that. You can't drive his bike, so he's mad at the organization. Just get a personal bike rider. Yeah, <laughs> drive yeah, the back of the bike. Yeah. Yeah, ride in the sidecar. Those are cool. Trust me. <laughs> Imagine Fernando Tatis in a sidecar driving down. I can totally <laughs> see him. I can actually totally see him doing that. I wish All I was right. lying. Next, let's kind of get back on a serious note here. The Phillies, okay, they've opened my eyes a little bit. They have a pretty good offense. Their defense is trash because none of those guys can field. But yeah. <laughs> their offense might save that. I mean, with the recent acquisitions of Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber, they have like three, four, they have like five guys in that lineup who can hit 30 home runs this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, I, mean, I mean, you can win games when you score 10 runs. You win 10 to 9, it's still a win. 
I mean, I mean, like they they already had uh, Bryce Harper. They already had Real Muto, who's arguably the best catcher in the league. Um, you add Castellanos. You add Schwarber. Schwarber's probably going to chill in that um, DH spot that's being introduced in the NL. Um, Reese Hoskins at at uh, first base is a great hitter as well, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They they have the offense to do it. The thing is, I just like don't think they have anything else like at all. Like. I'm not too fond. I don't know their pitchers by name, but me remembering last year, they didn't have great pitching, right? Well, they, had, they had Zach Wheeler. Yeah, they were all right. They, yeah, they were all right. They, I, they I don't really had a more dangerous second half run after the All-Star break. Like, they went on they a were, tear. They were, they, were, they were good in the second half of the season. I remember yeah. that. But, like, can Bryce Harper even stay healthy? Can any of these guys stay healthy, matter of fact? And they're playing in a – Low-key tough division, in my opinion. I mean, you got the Mets, the Mets who, who never yeah. get it done. They 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 keep signing these all-stars, superstars, and then they can't do anything with it. But I, I just feel like that's a tough – I mean, you have Miami in there too, right? And, and they're not good at Miami, all. Miami just got Jorge Soler. So that – Yeah, they might not be too bad. That, that division might be like a bad good division. It's, a, it's like a bad good – it's like the NFC East. It's a bad – yeah, they're like a bad, good division. Maybe a little bit better than the Braves. Embassies. The Braves are coming off a World Series championship, and they have Matt Olson to replace Freddie Freeman, and they're getting Acuna back. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the NLE is yeah. not least, but um, I, I do think that the Phillies have potential to finish first, but I also see them kind of finishing third. So we'll see how that kind of pans out. Yeah, I, I, could, see, I could see them finishing. It's, it's about how these guys click. Um, in in this lineup, just because adding new names to a lineup doesn't automatically mean you're going to be great. You have to find, I mean, the best one through nine where everybody's going to succeed. So I think it'll take a little while to get used to this new lineup. I wonder if they're going to use Schwarber at all in the outfield. My guess is no. Um, but the Phillies, like, like that's that's a little team to look out for. They had a, they had a nice little off season. Um, I I, I want to watch them a little bit at the beginning of the season and see how they click, but. I just thought we we should mention them because they've done good in the offseason. I, I give their offseason grade an A. I actually really think they did a good job this offseason to add a few more pieces. And hopefully they can get some guys to come through through that uh, farm league so they can be good at maybe next year or the year after that. Uh, yeah. So we're going to move on to the next guy. Carlos Correa surprisingly chooses the Twins on a shorter-term deal. Signed three years, yep. one hundred four million. I think that has something to do with his agent switching his agent. That's why he signed a short deal or a short-term deal. But um, shout out to the Yankees for allowing this to happen. They traded for, obviously for Josh Donaldson and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, freeing up the Twins to make that move. So the Yankees going after Correa really backfired because they just let the they just opened the door for the Twins. But yeah, the, the Twins have a decent lineup. I don't really yeah. think this move is going to put them over the top, especially because they're in the tough division of mm-hmm. the AL Central. So, but um, I, I feel like if the, if Correa signed anywhere else, this this news would be more shocking and more people would uh be talking about it. But um, so, just, uh, like, so, so what, what's funny is that first off, Correa was like, in my opinion, may, maybe uh. Maybe Scherzer, like, before the lockout. But in my opinion, Correa was the top guy coming out of the lockout to, to sign. And there was a few guys around him, but I think Correa was really the number one when it came to free agents after the lockout. So I thought wherever he went was going to be huge news. I think the fact that he went to the Twins 
just automatically makes it like less big news because he's going into Minnesota where nobody's gonna watch him. I watched one Twins or I watched like two twin series last year, maybe one, and they they were playing the Red Sox. So like uh, that's the only time I'd be I'll be watching the Twins. I think it's gonna stay. I think that the Twins low key have a nice little roster. So Correa is going there on a short term deal to see if they can really put it together because I think they have like a, in my opinion they have a good amount of names. Like they just had a Gary Sanchez who hopefully can find his bat again. I think he lost it a couple years ago. They they have like. Miguel Sano, Gio Urshela, who's honestly not even that bad. Buxton in the outfield, Kepler in the outfield. Like, they have some names. Um, and I think Correa is just going for, like, a little trial period, a quick little three-year deal. I thought Correa was going to sign, like, a 15-year deal. He proved me wrong. He's going to go there for a couple of years and then probably switch up when they can't do anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm. It has the, like we just kind of said, he has the opt-out after the first year. Or after yeah. the second year. Second. So he's second, third. Yeah, he's definitely not going to stay there all three years. No way. But um, what, what was this going to lead me to? I was about to say something that I completely – Oh, yeah, the Red Sox opened up their home series against the Twins. So that is true. We will see Correa firsthand at Fenway Park. Maybe we should go, guys. Opening day, you guys want to go? Should we go to opening day? I've never been to an opening day. Me neither. I kind of want to do it. Well, I you're on mute. Can. Yeah. Oh, I was – my bad. <laughs> I said the Twins have good pitchers, so they're not actually a bad team, but, like, yeah. their division stuff. But, no, I've never been to an opening day either. I'd be glad for that. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll – Taxes are coming back, too. Yeah, like, that's we'll, exactly we'll what I was going to say. We'll have that enough. Is <laughs> All right. If we bought tickets right now, I would not have enough. No, exactly. <laughs> We're going to have to wait a little bit, but um, I'm down to do opening day. We'll we'll talk about that after. Maybe an IT5 vlog at Finley oh, Park opening day. <laughs> um, and it's on a Friday. Opening day is a Friday night. That's perfect. Wow. For the Red Sox at that way, they open up against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. But um, I think that wraps up MLB talk. We want to start yes. talking about the NFL and all the splashes that have occurred. Our camera is not ready for the NFL though, so I'm gonna continue. All right. Okay. I'll start off with the biggest news, obviously. Yeah. The Patriots hosting Malcolm. I'm kidding. Uh, Deshaun Watson to the Browns. Wow. Like, this came out of nowhere. Deshaun Watson set, told the Browns don't even try. And then they offered him $232 million guaranteed. And he was like, okay, I'll, you can guys you guys can keep trying. So, does this make the Browns, does this make the Browns contenders? Um, like, maybe? No. <laughs> it's such a maybe. No, not this year. Um, I think that they have a few holes that they're missing. I think they need um, a second receiver like a second very solid receiver i think they have the run game i think they have a nice little line i think they have a few holes on defense you can say their defense is good i think they're missing a couple pieces on defense that's just my opinion like they're a good team they're a playoff team with, with deshaun watson they're more of a playoff team than they were with baker mayfield um even though he led them to the playoffs um before um i think that they don't have enough to get over that super bowl hump like i, I don't think they have enough to get all the way there it's going to be a long season. Also, who knows if he's even playing this season. I feel like we know nothing about this case except for the fact that he was just, like, able to get traded. So, like, I, I don't really trust any of this situation. Yeah. It, I don't know. I mean, the AFC is <laughs> yeah. so fucked. Like, it's going to be hard for any – there's no clear-cut winner, obviously. Like, nah. everyone says, the entire AFC West is going to win the Super Bowl. And then that – 
AFC North. I mean, we can't sleep on the Bengals right now. They just rebuilt their entire offensive line. Whatever yep. we're shitting on them for, they just rebuilt that. They have a top-tier offensive line now. They just got Lyle Collins. They got um, Alex Kappa. They brought in uh, Ted Karras. They, they got a lot of good pieces. They still have draft. Ex-Patriot Ted Karras, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Ex-Patriot, you're right. But um, um, I, I'm interested to see how Watson pans out. I think he might get a suspension, though. Yeah, I think he has to, right? Yeah, I feel like the NFL yeah. is kind of being held at gunpoint here with that. So he'd probably get a four-game suspension for his actions. That's my guess. Um, I, at minimum, four games. Like, who who even knows what this situation holds for um, Deshaun Watson? I think that Deshaun Watson, no matter where he goes, is going to ball out because that's just what he does. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it was great that they had Amari Cooper. I bet that um, Landry is pissed now because he probably thought Baker was his quarterback before they made this big move. And I mean, that that leads us to a big question, and it's where does our boy go? Where is Baker Mayfield going to be the quarterback of? Because there's no way he is a backup quarterback. Like, let's be no. real. He didn't have a great season, but he is a starting quarterback. Well, yeah. where do you think he's going to end up? Um, well, my initial thought was going to be the Colts. But yep, like, they, yep. like, I thought he'd probably end up there. Yeah, you kind of cut out there. I don't know if that was just me, though. Yeah, no, you did. <laughs> All right. What just happened? All right, yeah. All right. Who's your second team? Oh, um, honestly, I have a crazy. I don't know name. now. Like, 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 ah, like it's so weird. Like, even I don't know. Like, why do I feel like he'll? No, they won't go there either. I was like, why? Why would he be a commander? <laughs> like, they just sign quarterbacks yes. for fun. Lance. You know. Um, my initial two thoughts, Colts were first and then Falcons were second. Neither yeah. of those are going to happen. I mean, maybe the Falcons happens with Marcus Mariota. It's still like he's their guy for now. I, but, I don't um, want Marcus Mariota to be a starting quarterback in this league. I think he yeah, I, it. I don't think <laughs> that the Falcons will go in that direction of, of no. trading for Baker. So no. I don't know where he would fit. Like, my one of my, like, long shot predictions is he's going to go to Tampa and be a backup to Tom Brady for a year and then take over when he's done have a year under his belt learning on like learning from Tom Brady I really doubt that will happen I don't think he his personality will allow him to redshirt a year but Mm -hmm. um yeah I have I have a good amount of teams I have a good amount of teams give me your teams okay so my my first thought was the Colts my second thought was the Falcons and then my third thought was the Saints. They just locked up Jameis for – I don't even know how long that contract was. I think it was like a year or something. Um, a couple of thoughts. First off, the Panthers, potentially. Why not? The Panthers. Oh, yeah. That, that was my team who, yeah. I said, should do it. Second – okay. And, and then I have a few long shots. But the Panthers were like my actual prediction. I have a few long shots. Um, for some reason, just a name that came into my head. I wonder what you guys were thinking about it. Um it, once I throw the once I throw this name off, Will, I want your instant reaction. Okay, mm-hmm. the Titans. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, they're ready to give up on Tannehill. I feel like they know he doesn't make winning plays. I don't know why. I was just like the first name that came to mind. Like after I thought of all those names that weren't actually going to happen, I was like the Titans. I don't know why. I just thought like, is Baker better than Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, I think so. I think Baker I think has so a lot too. of shit. Because yeah. 
Baker is a winning quarterback in the NFL. He, I hate seeing Cleveland Brown fans shit on Baker Mayfield, especially because he brought them to a playoff appearance after they have done nothing before him. Ever. And <laughs> he was hurt all of last year. I really don't care what anyone says. Yes. He was hurt. So wherever he goes, they will be a winning team. Especially if he goes to the Titans, that Titans team becomes a lot more dangerous than the Tannehill. I think a lot more people will take them serious with Baker. And that and that's why I threw that name out there. Cause like, what if it actually happens? Like that, I feel like that's a good move. Yeah, that is a good move for the Titans. Yeah. I don't know if the Browns would necessarily do that. They probably want to trade him to the NFC. I have yeah, another team that I was just, that I just thought of. Even though he just signed a one year extension, what about the Vikings? Yes, and that was another team that came up to mind. But I think the one year extension, it being thirty five million dollars, I think there's no chance. Yeah. Just like that, based on what yeah. that, there's just too much money. Um, I have a, I have a couple more teams. Um, I don't have, like I'm just gonna name off some teams here. Um, the Giants in a in a quarterback battle against Danny Dimes. Are they gonna give up on Danny Dimes? Um, same same uh, division. The Eagles are are they really? Because for some reason I feel like word out of there is they're never happy ever. The Eagles with um, yeah. Fields. So, like, what if they bring in Baker? And I'm not saying Baker's going to be a starter there, but, like, what if he goes somewhere and has a QB battle? With Jalen Hurts? Yeah, or, or he could go to the 49ers, have a QB battle with um with Trey Lance, and he would probably win it, too, because Trey Lance is terrible. And Drew Locke's the third-best quarterback in the NFC West. He's better than Kyler. I hate Kyler Murray. I think he's over. But um, I don't know. It's like wherever Baker goes, I could – I'll just sit there and be like, oh, I could see that working out. I. I don't think – I think his play style caters to a lot of teams because he's versatile. He doesn't really yeah. wow you in any factors, but he doesn't really suck in any factors as well. Like, he can make plays. He can scramble. He Obviously, he's fine being a game manager as well. That's how they kind of had their success in the playoffs. With, But I, I really do think he will thrive in a system that is run heavy because mm-hmm. if – I mean – the Panthers with Christian McCaffrey. If McCaffrey can play a full year, I would really like to see that. Yeah, I, think I mean, obviously the Titans too with Derrick Henry. That would that be would be ideal awesome. For ba- that would be ideal for Baker, but mm-hmm. the most realistic out of everything is the Panthers. A hundred percent, I agree. I was just throwing out those other teams because, like, what if what if a team that actually needs a quarterback doesn't go out and try to get Baker? And what if Baker has to go fight for a job? I th- I think that that could actually happen. I don't think that Baker's at the level where he's a automatic starter day one um on every single team you know you know and and i think that like a team like Tannehill versus mayfield that would be one of the craziest qb battles in preseason history and like i feel like we might be in for something like that the way that the nfl is going this year i want to say i think i've said it on every episode since we've been started uh talk about fan fan wow that was not english at all since we've been talking about free agency the NFL, this is the craziest offseason, like, ever. Like, Tom Brady retired, came back. Matt Ryan isn't on the Falcons, which I am heartbroken about. Yeah. Um, um, Baker is going to be no longer Brown. Aaron Rodgers came back after he pretty much said that he wasn't coming back. Russell Wilson is playing the team that he absolutely destroyed um, a couple years ago in the Super Bowl, and, and the Broncos are going to be fourth in the AFC West, and Russell Wilson's out of his prime. Um, but th- this offseason has been insane. 
Like, I, I, I don't know. I can't remember. Do either of you guys remember an offseason crazier than this? This is the greatest offseason in our lifetime. Oh, by far. But I think the only one that could compare to it is where Peyton Man- when Peyton Manning was deciding to where to go. But yeah. that's only yeah. because it was Peyton Manning. And that was like the LeBron, quarter. the decision. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but as a whole, the entire – I said this at the beginning of the offseason. The entire league in 2022-23. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. It's going to be completely different from what we're used to. And I, have, I have to buy Madden. I didn't yeah. want to buy Madden, to be honest, but I have to. I mean, franchise mode is going to go. That crazy. franchise mode is going to. I know. Yeah. And like, and like back to what we were saying about like about free agency this year. I feel like in the past, I feel like the NFL and the MLB both have like mid-tier free agency seasons. Like it's very, very rare where it's like yeah. so many moves because everyone's on such huge contracts in the MLB. Like for someone to be expired, it's usually like one or two big guys, and then that's really it. And then, like, in the NFL, I feel like we don't really see many moves. I feel like people are just so content all the time and they're just looking for pieces around what they have. And that's why I think Baker Mayfield's in a kind of a shitty situation. Like, he's he has the he has he has the bat in the stick where he's just like got replaced by Deshaun Watson <laughs> and no other team can really use him, even though like a lot of teams are taking gambles. Like I don't even want to say he would want to go to the Steelers, but like Mitchell Trubisky's there. Like he's better in, than in that's Trubisky. AFC North. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you yeah, yeah. do an in-division trade, but like it's just unfortunate that that's really probably one of the only teams that can like benefit exactly. from him. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Well all right, we're talking about Baker Mayfield. What about Jimmy G? Because Jimmy G and Baker Mayfield, I feel like, are very comparable quarterbacks. And a lot of the teams that have been kind of rumored to Jimmy G and Baker Mayfield, they're all kind of the same because they're kind of very similar quarterbacks. Yeah. And who knows if the 49ers actually move on from Jimmy because Trey Lance isn't a guarantee. It's At kind all. Of like that, it's like that saying, um, the devil you know is better than the one you don't know. So – Maybe the 49ers are kind of like in that mindset of, all right, fully healthy, we can compete with the best of the best. Like, we made it to the NFC Championship with Jimmy Garoppolo. What's the point of moving on right now? Especially because the NFC is so open now. Especially Like, the the Seahawks lose, lose their quarterback. The <clears throat> Packers lose their best receipt. Like, it's just, there's so many open, the, the NFC is so much more open than the AFC. What's the point of trading away your starting quarterback who you're comfortable with? Yeah, it, 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 it really doesn't make sense for the 49ers to move on from Jimmy. That's why I'm surprised he's not a 49er right now. That's why I'm surprised he didn't get signed back earlier. And, and that leads me to believe that he's not coming back. What? 
Isn't he still on the team? I thought they had to trade him. No, I, th I thought he was a free agent. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, I actually. I wanted to bring up another team. another yeah, team. He's still, he's still on the 49ers. Oh, uh, for some reason, I just always thought that they were moving on from him. <laughs> he's 30. That's crazy. He's old. I another reason that Baker would be better. Sorry, Will. Yeah. No, I wanted to bring up another team. Obviously, it would be kind of um, – What's it called? It would be kind of difficult to see this happening. But what about the Lions moving on from Goff? I don't think Goff is anything that. special. But like, I feel like with Baker and they get some more pieces for Goff, like and make some moves. I feel like Baker would end up being a good fit there. Dude, I think Jared Goff could be a backup quarterback now. I'm, I don't know why. Yeah. I just really think he could be a backup. I think if I think if um Baker goes to Detroit, I don't think he that Goff would be his backup. I think they'd find somewhere to trade him for like a fifth round pick and, and he would be a backup i think jared goff was i mean he went to the super bowl um under mcveigh and, and really in my opinion got carried by his whole team he was for that year that year that they lost to the patriots in the super bowl jared goff was the worst starter on that team. <laughs> yeah and he played quarterback <laughs> yeah i know like he wasn't good like i don't like, i don't know it's what teams actually need a quarterback right now? Like, legitimately, that's their biggest need. I was trying to look at that, like, the Panthers. Yeah, it's they have Sam Darnold. The <laughs> that's the it. Panthers are the only team that need, actually, like, don't have the Texans? I mean, the Texans, all the rumors are about Davis Mills. Like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. They're, They're all in on Davis Mills. Mills. I like Davis and Mills. They got a lot of picks out of the Browns, too, for Deshaun Watson. So it's not like they can't just draft a quarterback. And all these teams who need a quarterback are higher up on the draft boards. They're probably just going to draft a quarterback. So that whole play style of Baker Mayfield, Jimmy G, they don't really fit right now. Yeah, I feel like there are nobody... no teams that – are, other than the Panthers, who are probably going to draft a quarterback in either Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, or like the, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I think in a year or two, we'll start to see more quarterbacks become, or like, yeah. or teams move on from their current quarterbacks. Like, I think, I think that Daniel Jones has one more year with the Giants, yeah. and if he doesn't do Tua, good, then he's done. Tua also has I think Tua, um, I think that who Davis else? Mills probably be there. Davis Mills. Um, Carson Wentz, yeah, uh, no, golf with the Lions, but like not this year. I think this year we are like almost pretty much all set. Um, yeah, the Seahawks after this year, we're gonna give Drew Lock a chance. Um, today, actually, guys, today, literally today, I sold myself on Drew Lock. I was go I was at the driving range, I hit about 120, 130 balls today, and I was just thinking, um, about my future in the fall, and, and um. Strictly NFL, actually. Strictly my future in the NFL. I don't know why I said the fall. Um, and I was like, how am I going to watch all 17 of the Seahawks games? Like, how am I actually going to put myself through this? And then I just thought back to that video of Drew Locke on the sideline, <laughs> like, getting lit. And I was like, okay, you know what? Let's just buy in. Like, let's just do it. Let, let's just buy in on Drew Locke. Because I think that's what Drew Locke needs. Drew Locke needs the city behind him. And I think Seattle, it, it might be the perfect spot for Drew Locke. And I think Drew Locke can go out there and, and, and he's going to have a good record. I think he's going to be about 9-8, and 10-7, and seven, maybe. I think, yeah, 
I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't know, dude. We stink. We're terrible. I think I understand myself on you. No, maybe nine and eight. I, I wish we could go eight and eight, but we can't anymore. It's either positive or negative. There's no other. If we have back-to-back losing seasons, like, we actually had Russell Wilson on our team. He may not have played for, like, six games. But if we go back-to-back losing seasons, I, I don't think I'll ever forgive this franchise. Like, we were, we were literally in the Super Bowl, like, three – like, no, not three, but, like, five years ago. Like, where did we even go? It just makes no sense. Like, this team's terrible. Yeah. It, sorry. I, I think right, as of right <laughs> so, now, I think that – the Patriots are kind of in the same boat as the Seahawks in the point where the Pats are one step ahead. Yeah, I Just guess one step ahead. So I think you guys experienced it your Cam Newton year. I think this is about to be my Cam Newton year. Why? Where Drew Locke plays to an MVP level for the first three years, gets COVID or three games, and then gets COVID and then sucks, and then you draft Matt Jones. I, I don't think he's going to play like an MVP the first three games, but I think he's going to go out there, win maybe two out of his first four, and it's going to be like, wait, this isn't that bad. And then he's going to be terrible, and then it's going to be like, yep, that was his last chance. He's then out of the NFL, and um, I think that that's going to be my Cam Newton year. Doesn't that kind of sound like a Cam Newton year? Yeah, I can see that. I think that's that's what I think is going to happen. Shout out to the YouTube viewers right now who are Are so down. Yeah. So down bad on YouTube. Yeah. Just me here, Will disappeared. But um, I might edit my face on it because I'm editing it tonight. Like a selfie, that'd be pretty cool. But um, oh, did his Wi-Fi went out? Happens. Trust me, Will. I have issues too. Yeah. Aka, I'm, I'm the lone survivor here. But um, I this is everything you've ever wanted. You have the spotlight. I know. I think this is a good <laughs> segment point too. Uh, Devontae Adams going to the Raiders. I think that news Great. shocked. A lot of people because no one really knew that Devonte Adams was that down bad with the um because it was like, no I it's like everybody knew it but nobody actually thought it was that bad because of yes. uh, because of Aaron Rodgers was also there who would have thought who would have thought that the the last dance meant that this was Devonte <laughs> Adams last season and not Aaron Rodgers like I actually could not have predicted that at all. I, I, I thought if Aaron Rodgers was staying, that, then so was Devontae Adams. Um, but I saw it all along. It was obvious that he was going to be a Raider within the next two years. Um, he loves the Fresno State connection. He literally talks about it. I think he's talked about it in every press conference he's literally ever had ever. When somebody mentions mentions anything about a car, not just Derek Carr, it's like even if they ask him what kind of car he drives, he's like, oh, my friend Derek Carr. I played football with at Fresno State. I would love to play with him again. And, and that's what he got. He got his wish. AFC West is the best division. Um, it's going to go Chargers 1, Raiders 2, Chiefs 3, Broncos at like 3-14, and 4-13 at 4 because the Broncos aren't actually that good and their quarterback gets hurt too much, even though he's only gotten hurt once in his career. And, I don't know uh, I miss how, how serious you were with those standing predictions, but you think that the Chiefs – get better with Juju, with that signing of Juju, because he's a wide receiver one, and now you have three deadly weapons with Juju, Tyreek, and Travis Kelsey, yeah. Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. No one can guard that. You know what? 
You can't guard Tyreek and Travis. Now you have Juju Smith, who's an actual big body to go up and make catches in traffic. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm glad you asked me this question because th- this division is just so crazy. I was joking about the Broncos being <laughs> fourth in, in four and 13, obviously. But, like, the Raiders are such an underrated team, and the Chiefs just fall in. And I feel like, I mean, they made the move for Juju. I, I don't think they got any better at defense, in my opinion, unless I missed someone that they signed on no, defense. Justin Reed. But other Justin than that, Reed, but I, Matthew. realistic, realistic. I'm also um, biased to the Colts, or not to the Colts, to the Bolts. Um, yeah. Unbiased opinion, this is how it's going to go. Um, the Chiefs are going to be the one seed. They have Patrick Mahomes. Um, he's the most skilled quarterback ever, ever. He's not the greatest quarterback ever, but he has the most talent. Um, and, and then the two is going to be a, a big fight, and whoever doesn't get the two seed – is going to be the four seed. You know, like, the, these – it's going to be the Chiefs in one is pretty much what I'm going to say. You know when Larry Bird went to the three-point competition, he was like, who's going to get second? After the Chiefs, it's like, who's going to get second? Like, all these guys are amazing. All these yeah. teams are amazing. But, like, who's going to beat each other? Like, are the Rams going to – or not the Rams. I, I keep – like, why do I keep messing up the Bolts? Because they play in the same – like, I, I said the Colts and the Rams, and I was talking about the Chargers. But, like, the Chargers, great team. Justin Herbert entering his third year. He's getting old. Um, best 18-year-old um, in the NFL. Best 18-year-old in the NBA. Obviously, Jason Tatum. Um, the Chargers are a great team. They made a couple moves on that defense. They got Mac. Um, they got – who they get? The corner. Um, uh, uh, J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson paired up with uh, Sante Samuel Jr. Like, they they made some moves. Um they're going to be a great team. The Raiders got Devontae Adams. They got a couple of pieces. They got Chandler Jones, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they Like, they made moves. Yeah, and obviously, we know everything that the Broncos have done. It's literally just like the all of these guys would probably be the – would definitely be the one in the NFC East. Would probably be they, – they'd be a one or two seed in every other division, whoever mm-hmm. this three and four is going to be. It's so hard to predict actually what they're going to be. But I – for some odd reason, I just don't think the Broncos are actually going to pan out. And, and I think that they made a couple big moves. I don't think they made enough moves, in my opinion. And they had a nice young core. But just the chemistry that they lack. And all the, all the Raiders did with chemistry is defense, in my opinion, you don't need as much chemistry as you need on offense because you're not throwing the ball to somebody else. You know, um, like everybody has their own centralized job and they have to work together as a unit to accomplish their own individual needs. Um, but like the D line gets sacks or stops the run. The middle linebackers kind of control the whole thing. So the middle linebackers need to have some chemistry and then the corners just lock each other down unless they're in zone. Same with safeties, unless they're in zone. I think that the Broncos are going to have a tough start to the season. And I think that's going to screw them because you, you have to be hot the whole season. If you're in this division, sorry for such a long answer, but this is, this division is insane. Like there, there's literally no possible predict. This is March Madness. Like that division yeah. is March Madness. I literally do not know what's going to happen. Um, and that's why I'm one in six in betting March Madness. I don't think I'll be that successful in betting on AFC West matchups either until I actually get a look at it. I, I feel um, like by halfway through the season, we'll know. We'll be like, oh, this yeah. is going to be. Um, I'm kind of telling off of what you just said. A major key for these teams obviously should be winning road games. It's, yes. Huge. You have, you have to win your home games. Yep. Like, 
but the teams that can go into their opponent's house or rival's house, kick down the doors, take their shoes off, make them feel comfortable, those are the teams that like are going to win this division. And I, the Chiefs are not really scared of any environment. We've kind of seen that. The Chargers have proven to beat the Chiefs. The Raiders yep. always compete with the Chiefs. Yep. The Broncos have that home field advantage with the elevation. They haven't really struck much success recently. And they have Russell Wilson now. Yeah. So I think the Broncos, you're right. I think the Broncos are kind of the, the odd man out here yeah. with the overall success of the lineup. But if Russell Wilson's hot, that entire team gets hot. It's all on him. I hope he doesn't. I hope he never gets hot again. I literally, like, you can call me what you want, but, like, people people saw Tom Brady go to the Bucs, and they're like, oh, I want to see Tom Brady do good, obviously, because he's Tom Brady. Russell Wilson's a lot different than Tom Brady. He gave me about half the time and about a sixth of the championships. So, like, to be honest, he didn't even give me an MVP either. Like, there's a big difference between Russ leaving and Tom Brady leaving. Because when I talk about it, once again, I'm a Massachusetts resident, a Seahawks fan. So they're like, oh, my God, this is like your Tom Brady leaving. Like, this is crazy. This isn't really like my Tom Brady leaving. Like, this kid wasn't my childhood. He was just like my, like, he he was there when I was growing up. He's like my stepdad. And that, that like, my parents got divorced when I was like 10. And he's like my stepdad. That's like who Russell Wilson is. That's the way that I have to see it. He came about halfway at the halfway point, because I'm like 20 now, he came when I was like 10. He brought me a championship. I was there. I had an, an emotional connection with him, and now he's gone, like the wind. So I think that this is a lot different than the Tom Brady situation. It's still very sad because he was the best quarterback in Seahawk history. I'm glad that I got to witness that. I'm honestly, I'm a little bit more sad about Bobby Wagner, to be honest, because Bobby Wagner gave literally everything he had into Seattle. Um, to the fan base, to the, to the team, to the, I mean, to, to every individual, like that's in the Pacific Northwest. Bobby Wagner was that man. And Bobby Wagner ran that team for 10 years, right? When he stepped in the door, he ran that team. Um, and that's why he was the fifth captain, the, the one that's in all cold on his patch. And that's why Russell Wilson wasn't like that. And the way that we let him go was just so sad. So I, a lot of people ask me about Russell Wilson because he gets all the, the hype and the name, but nobody asked me about Bobby Wagner. And, and Bobby Wagner, who's probably going to end up on the Broncos, that's my prediction. Um, I just think that it was very sad to see him go. Um, and I'm done being sad about Russell Wilson because, you know, he gave me he gave me one championship. He gave me one Super Bowl loss. And... He gave me, uh, that's about it, honestly. He gave me like a nice little week when I uh, um, was, was at the Seahawks training camp as well. And that's about it. Like Tom Brady gave you guys 20 years. Six championships, right? Six? Yeah. That's yeah. a lot. I only got one sixth of that. If you think about it. Like think about it that way. <laughs> and, and, and I keep branching off on this. But Will's back now. So, Will, what we were talking about was the AFC West and how it's going to line up. I said it's kind of like March Madness where it's like I actually don't even know what's going to happen. I also said that the Chiefs are going to be the one just because it's the Chiefs and it's Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like a Larry Bird uh, three-point contest situation where it's like, all right, now who's going to be the second seed? So, Will, if you can actually think of it, because I couldn't. So your answer can be no to this. How is the AFC West going to pan out? Who's going to be one? Who's going to be two, three, and four? Sorry. Back, <laughs> just had like a surge. All it's a, it's a, it's a tough again. day. It's a tough day to be a podcast. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it happened. Um, like I just wasn't Shout ready for stop. everything. Shout just stop. turned back Smooth on. That one. <laughs> um, I like, don't know. Like, part of me, like, part of me, like, wants to say the Chargers because I'm a Chargers fan. Yes, yes, the other yes, part yes, of me yes. wants to say the Raiders because the Raiders are nasty. But like, I don't know. Like, there's, like, there might be a tie. There might be a tie. There might be a tie. Serious. No, like, I don't know. Really might be. Like yeah. I couldn't actually tell you. Yeah, I'm. I like it's it, it's madness, and the AFC West is gonna be the greatest division in football next next year. Um, I actually don't even really think there's a debate around that. Um, but anyways, Will, you joined us on perfect timing because um, I don't think we have anything else to cover. So I I, I think that's gonna do it for this episode. Unless you guys got anything else. No, I'm. No, that's it. Very good. All right. Well, I apologize for all the hiccups on this episode. Next episode will be better. My camera will be here. Um, Stav, shout out to you. Smooth sailing the whole episode. <laughs> no mess ups. Um, it, it, I mean, it was a decent day for the podcast listeners, for the podcast viewers. You didn't get to see my beautiful face for like half of it. You didn't get to see Will's face for like 10 minutes, um, which was probably a good refresher. For you guys. <laughs> but uh, all jokes, all jokes. But anyways, we will see you guys on Friday. Sadly, we will not be talking about any March Madness because games start on Thursday, record on Wednesday. But yeah, have a good week, guys. We will see you on Friday. The Red Sox will still remain undefeated. And peace. 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 Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.